Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? Today, we are continuing on our spiritual fitness journey, and we're lifting the weight of obedience. I have my friend with us today, Leslie Barron. She's an amazing Bible study teacher. She's been teaching the Bible for about 40 years. She's been involved in bunch of different ministries like Young Life and Community Bible Study. She loves to mentor young women. She is a great friend. We've been friends long before we had even our kiddos. And she just loves to be known as a Christ follower. So Leslie, thanks for taking time and being with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yay. Well, tell us a little bit more about you and about your faith journey. Um, well, I, um, I am just feel very blessed because my faith journey started when I was really young. I grew up in the South, still live in the South, but, um, where I grew up, church was sort of like, um, it was like school and rotary club and other things. You, you were just a, a good member of a church. There was one on every corner. Um, mm-hmm. but in my home, there wasn't a lot of conversation about, uh, you know, following Christ or reading my Bible. And one summer I went to a YWCO summer camp and a football player shared his story about how Christ saved him. And, um, in the woods at this little camp, I accepted Christ. And my counselor, Mm. um, asked me if I had a Bible. I didn't, she gave me her Bible and encouraged me to read the book of John. And so I read the book of John and met Jesus in that book and came home from camp and um, was at a friend's house spending the night, a little 12 year old girl spending the night. And I saw that my friend's mom had a really tattered written all over Bible on her kitchen counter. And I asked her if she read her Bible and she said, Oh, I do. And she said, I go to a Bible study with other ladies once a week. And um, I just looked at her and said, can I go with you? Wow. <laughs> and, wow. And she said, well, if your parents, if it's okay with your parents, yeah. So I asked my dad, my mom would, was not interested in me going, but I asked my dad if he would take me and he said, sure. So he took me to this lady's house and we met in her basement with about 30 other ladies. And at the time there was this Bible teacher who was just getting started. This was back 1972. And, um, so that Bible's teacher's name was Kay Arthur. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she's, she has a ministry called Precept Bible, uh, Bible Studies, I guess. And um, Kay was just getting started. And so in the basement with about 30 other ladies, this little 12-year-old girl studied Revelation with Kay Arthur. And I mean, from then on, I loved God's word and just have followed Jesus with, of course, ups and downs and drifts and whatever along the way. But Jesus has been faithful to hold on to me the whole way along. So, uh, oh, my gosh, Leslie, what a story. I, I, you know, all these years I've known you. I'm not sure I've heard the entirety of that story. <laughs> but a that a an adult would allow you to go to their Bible study, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Be, be that it's K. Arthur of all people and see that it's revelation yeah. and you fall in love with the <laughs> word of God. I mean, that is such an example of God's golden thread yeah. through your life. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Yeah. God's God did it. You know, it was like just all him. So sweet. And also a story of 
simple things that can make big impacts, like your camp counselor mm-hmm. saying, hey, read the book of John, right. Right? right? That guy telling his testimony, just simple things we can do. And we never know the impact That's of right. that. That's incredible because the word of God has so much impact. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit. What does the Bible say about obedience? Is it, I know, in five <laughs> words or less. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, this is a huge, huge topic, um, right? But the Bible says tons about obedience. Really, um, at first when I told my husband that we were talking about <laughs> obedience, he was like, oh man, like the world mm. doesn't even like that word anymore. Like everybody, everybody has their own, right. People don't want to hear you need to obey. And, um, and what I, what I realized is, you know, the world's never (laughs) there. Nobody's ever liked that word, including Mm. Adam and Eve from the very get go. Like very first thing they did, God gave them this perfect place to live in his presence, perfect paradise. And they just, you know, he was protecting them from that one tree. And um, that was the one thing mm. that they chose to do. So what does the Bible say about obedience? Well, really, it's a story of um, God. The whole book is about Jesus and how God gave Jesus to restore his people to himself mm. because of their lack of obedience. And so all through the Bible, we can see um, God's people choosing their own way, disobedience, over his way, and then um, trying, realizing that doesn't make you happy. That doesn't bring joy or peace or, 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 in fact, life. And so they try to make their way back to him, can't do it on their own. And so God himself, in his patience and mercy, brings them back to him over and over again. And finally, he does it once for all with Jesus Christ on the cross. And then he says, okay, the way to me is faith through his Mm. active obedience on the cross. His uh, Philippians says that Jesus, I mean, our really best example of obedience. It says he became, he humbled himself becoming Mm -hmm. obedient to the point of death, Mm. even death on the cross. Um, so he's, he's our great example. He says he never said anything or did anything that wasn't what the father told him to say or do. So he's our perfect example, but, um, you know, Jesus, I mean, God told him right off the, right out of the shoot, you know, early on, if you obey my words that I command you, it will go well with you Mm. and your children after you forever. And, um, he told him, you know, obey me and you'll have life. Um, obey, do what I tell you to do that you may live. Um, so the, the whole book, like really and truly the whole book is about, uh, obedience and obedience is to me, um, like, you know, when you think about your children, um, I had a friend and she was a mentor and she was from Mississippi and she had this great accent and, she would always say to me, children are happiest when they have <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I'm happiest when I know what mm-hmm. my play space really is. And, and that if we can think about God's guidelines for us and realize that 
he is so sweet to give us these directions mm-hmm. and guidelines that we could have mm-hmm. life, that we might have joy. Wow. That <laughs> is just a lot right there. And I, again, evidence of your beautiful anointment to teach the Bible, because you just encapsulated us it for us. So it's so beautiful. And you know what? It, it, in my heart, it makes me want to obey. Um, and, you know, I've been in John 14, 15 recently. And today, John 15, it's talking about, you know, if you obey, you remain in my love. But it starts in John 14 with, you know, him loving us. And so it's it's response to God's love, right? The obedience. I had that written down. I had, if you obey my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that Mm. your joy may be full. And so that's what I kind of came to was overarching. I think he wants us to know obedience Mm -hmm. is really a heart thing. It's really Mm -hmm. a response to love. And when you think about even going back to the whole parent-child thing, we want our children to obey us because we love them. And we don't want them to obey us because they feel like they're little slaves. We want them to obey us out of a response Mm -hmm. of trust and love. I have a little grandson and when I, sometimes I'll start to tell him to do something and he'll say, no, 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 no. And I'll say, mm. wait, you haven't even heard. You, ha- you haven't even listened to, to what I'm, you know, I'll mm-hmm. say, let's do this. So this can happen. And if you look in the Bible, almost, almost, mm-hmm. I think I could say a hundred percent of the time when God gives us a command, mm. there is a promise mm-hmm. attached it's a fun thing to look for. So it's just a heart thing. Like he loves us and he wants us to respond with love and right. Like right. Doing it his way. Um, yes. It's, it's a and that's heart so thing. important. And oh my gosh, our heart is wicked above all, <laughs> all else. Right. Well, I've, you know me, I don't mm-hmm. quote very mm-hmm. well, but, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it can deceive us and hence why I think he leads us in that way. Right. Because he knows, so we both have grandchildren. Right. Mm-hmm. It, they're great examples. You know, uh, my granddaughter just turned two and she's been like the most loving, dutiful little child until about two. And then they become aware of themselves and the sin nature takes over. And that's where that, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. That's where comes in because right. we're all <laughs> yeah. from Adam. We're all fallen. Yeah. We all have that sin nature. So in order to not derail our lives and kind of hit the wall, so to speak, uh, God gives us these boundaries. He gives us these commands, um, but it's out of his love for us. Story of the pro- the two prodigal sons. Mm-hmm. Um I realized that is really a story about obedience yes. and heart and both sons. Yes. Leave the father. One leaves mm-hmm. out of blatant overt sin, wanting to do things his way. 
he rejects his father's love by taking what he wants and going and doing his own thing. The other child really is just trying to get what he wants too. And the way he does it is by Mm -hmm. obedience. And he Mm -hmm. gets really ticked off when the other son is welcomed in because he's like, Hey, I have followed all the rules. I have done everything I want. And you know, what I hadn't thought about before was all that it says at the beginning, the father gives both sons everything. He gives the one that leaves his and he gives the, and what's Mm -hmm. left is the, is the older son and the older son gets two thirds Mm -hmm. and the one that ran away gets a third. Well, when the one comes back and the dad puts the coat on him and puts the ring on his finger, that is, Mm -hmm. he's, he's spending the older boy's money (laughs) and the older boy is ticked off that there is a big party with a fattened calf. Mm. That means they invited the whole town. He's spending his money. And so it's real evidence that he was being good to get what he wanted, not Mm -hmm. for the father's heart. And so it just drove home to me that even our obedience can be, and I'm going to use a Mm -hmm. kind of a strong word, Mm -hmm. a bit perverted. Every, like he said, everything I have is already yours. Mm, He's already mm -hmm. given us everything. Man, and if we could just really believe that and understand that, how that could change so much in our lives and in our world, right? So Mm -hmm. that leads me to talking about or asking you about the obstacles to obedience. Why do you think it is seen as a bad word these days? You know, what, what is it that uh, gets in the way with us being obedient. It's just, it's just, right. it's just our sin nature. And um, like, you know, back to the garden, we inherited this sin nature of wanting, wanting our, it's a, it's a double thing. It's wanting mm-hmm. sin is wanting what we want more than what he wants. But sin is also not believing Right. That what not believing God, like that's what the, the, mm-hmm. the serpent did to Eve right away. He said, he said, you're not going to die. Basically, mm-hmm. God lied to you. Don't mm-hmm. believe him. Don't trust him. And for years, I had some sins that I was battling. Uh, and at one point I got frustrated with God. Why mm-hmm. am I? Why do I continue? Why do I continue in this disobedience? And his answer to me was just as clear as a bell. Cause you don't trust me. I'm <laughs> like, I totally trust you. And he's like, no, no, no. You think you don't believe me that if this isn't mm. in your life, life will still be good. Life will, your joy will be mm. complete. You don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So that is a lack of trust. So I, I really don't believe I don't believe we can obey mm-hmm. God if we don't trust God. My my grandson won't right. obey me if That's, he doesn't trust And it can be the chicken or the egg, right? Because sometimes you have to step out in mm-hmm. this, you know, what what he calls faith is what we cannot, you know, we is not yet substance in our lives, but we he's saying it's right. true, so we're stepping out. And then that trust builds or he yep. might give it to us in order to step out because he knows what we need. 
Um, yeah. And I think, you know, right. with all that's been going on over the last year and we all know what that means, um, mm-hmm. it has really mm-hmm. been a time of shaking us up in, in the Christian faith, I would say in our world, of course, but it within Christian faith of, of really fine tuning, do we trust, do we have faith? I think we've, you know, you and I were talking mm-hmm. before just different struggles that have been highlighted during this time and, and opportunity, but mm-hmm. he's so patient and he's so kind and he, it gives us opportunity after opportunity to keep uh, getting refined and moving into this obedience. Yes. And I think, you know, even yeah. Paul in, in um, Romans seven, he gets so upset with himself. Mm-hmm. You know, the very thing I want to do, I don't do. And the thing I don't want to do, that's what I do. And that he kind of throws his hands up and says, wretched man that I am like, who will save me kind of. And then right. the next words out of his mouth are Jesus Christ, you know, and then, then he goes right into, you know, that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But what, I think that does for me as it reminds me that it's it's Jesus, not me, that makes me obedient. It's a lifelong Mm -hmm. transformation, me offering myself, abiding with him, living with him and letting him Mm -hmm. transform me. And, you know, he says, he says that he is faithful and he will do it. And in Philippians, he says he will mm-hmm. complete the good work he began in me. So that's all him doing it. And me, you know, just offering mm. a living sacrifice. Like, here I am. I, I want to be yours. I want you do mm-hmm. what you would with me, Lord. Um, right. And that's a I good word, <laughs> Leslie, because I think we put too much of it on us and not on him. His finished work on the cross Um, also in our quick fix world, we want to, we think we got to be a super Christianese, you know, fast, like a microwave Christian kind of thing. Yeah. And that, that's not, that's not accurate. That's not what our life is about here on earth. And so that's such a good word. It's on him. We are just to make ourselves available. We are to nurture our love relationship with him. Um, and to go back to the obstacles, you're saying, basically it's our humanity. It's, it's our fallen nature from Adam and we sin, but just like obedience to some people is a bad word. Sin right now is like a bad word. Like we, we are not talking about it, but really it's just about like your example with your grandson. It's just about no, 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 no. Let's listen. Let's really hear. Let's really hear what God's saying. Let's really trust it and let's move into it so we can mm-hmm. move past our sin and be transformed. Right. And the more time Elliot spends with me, the more his mm. trust grows as he sees that I have some pretty good ideas. Some of my, some of the ways I do things might look different than mm-hmm. he's used to, but they're mm-hmm. kind of nice kind of different and the the more but he has to spend time with me and build that relationship with me in order to know I don't have to say no 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 to her I if she she puts my socks on differently than her mom man I like the way Mimi puts my socks on and but he can only mm, know that that's time. big 
That's big. So that's one of the ways we can build our muscles of obedience, so to speak, mm-hmm. is time mm-hmm. with <laughs> our father. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I, you know, Angel, you asked me that question. You let me think about that a little. And I was like, hmm, obedience muscles. And I kept thinking about um, personal, yes. a personal trainer. <laughs> and I thought about um, that that is really the only way to, mm-hmm. um, to build that is with a, with a personal trainer. And I thought about, you know, weightlifting and how a lot of times you'll do something that is really yes. heavier with a trainer you'll do something heavier mm-hmm. than you can do on your own because you have that, mm-hmm. you have somebody watching you, leading you, and sometimes even right. actually lifting with you. And um, I also thought about mm. massage. Like a lot of times a trainer will say, well, in order to, um, to build this muscle, first we're going to break it down a little and lift things that are heavier than you think you can lift. And I'm going to help you. And then I want you to just submit yourself to me. Let me massage mm-hmm. it a little with my presence. Mm. And I think um, just, just, just again, uh, obedience mm-hmm. comes from being with, mm-hmm. just being with. So I thought the Holy, yep. the Holy Spirit sort of our trainer, mm-hmm. our guide, our teacher. And he also is um, going to massage or nurture Mm -hmm. the work he's done in helping us understand, Oh, that disobedience, that painful little thing back there. Let me, let me work that out and make, Mm -hmm. make it into something. So that's how we, we work out this lifelong transformation. We rely on the Holy spirit within us. Specifically. Um, I think too, practically, um, I would just say that I'm able to obey better um, if um, mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. confess. Like when mm-hmm. I realize, which is a little that idea of that, you know, lifting weights in the, don't they? I mean, I'm not really a big weightlifter, but I think that your yes, muscles yes. sort of break down to build up. And, and I, I really think that practically um, – confession Mm. helps us obey. And I'm, I'm the only way my best times of confession are when I begin my prayer Mm. with worship and adoration. Sometimes I kind of run into prayer, like help me, help me. And, but those aren't Mm -hmm. always my best prayers. Of course, the Lord wants us whenever we come, but when I settle into prayer and I spend some time recognizing who he is and how wonderful he is and magnificent and loving and the shepherd and the king, and then I, I can kind of see my places of mm-hmm. disobedience easier. And um, so when I confess and I allow him to do the cleanup and to restore me, um, it's sort of gives me the strength I need to take the next step. And I think it makes me love mm-hmm. him more and trust him more. So mm-hmm. I want to obey him more. Wow. Which is, you know, so counter to the world and to what Satan wants us to believe, right? We've got to clean it up. It's, it, we've yeah. got to strive. We've got to do the work. You know, we've got to first clean it up before we come to God. And it's a, the exact opposite. And it makes me think again of our, our examples of uh, our grandchildren, because we're there to clean them up. Mm-hmm. We're there to pick them up. We're there to 
teach them, to help mm-hmm. them to, um, yeah. To, so it is, that's the love relationship that you, it sounds like you're talking about that God desires mm-hmm. with us. So mm-hmm. it's really easy weightlifting in the sense, if we can get past our, uh, <laughs> humanity. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I kept thinking obedience is not right. a matter of muscling through, mm-hmm. you know, it's not obedience is trust yes. and surrender whether, and, and if you want to think of it as a muscle, think of it as I can't really do the weight right. without the trainer. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to be dependent on mm-hmm. the Holy spirit to, to grow mm-hmm. me in obedience. Yes. Yes. And there's that rhythm of, um, well, running and resting in the Bible, but using the weightlifting analogy of, like you say, some days you lift really hard, some days you rest and restore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's uh, a different rhythms with God, but I, I love what you're talking about. And the worship first makes me think of just the, the Lord's prayer and how he taught his disciples to pray and to first glorify mm-hmm. God. First, we remember who he is, and then we go into the needs and the, um, desires and things like that. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what else is on your heart to talk about? Um, well, I just, one more thing about the whole idea Mm -hmm. of confession. I did, you know, you asked about like people in the Bible and of course people, examples of people in the Bible obeying and disobeying, like that's, that's the whole book. But, um, David Mm. did come to my mind because, you know, he, he was, God described him as a man after his own heart, but David was a murderer and a liar and an adulterer. And like, he really, really screwed up, particularly with Bathsheba in, in Genesis, I think I'm pretty sure it's Genesis 22. And, um, God sent Nathan Mm -hmm. to David and right, like a trainer. Right. And, and said, um, said, you know, you're, 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 you're the guy, you're the center. You're, he, he showed mm-hmm. David his sin. So that's how God, how confession works for me best. When I allow God to mm-hmm. show me my sin, when I make myself transparent before the Lord and say, Hey, I can't really see mm-hmm. it, but you can, cause David mm-hmm. could not see it. And David mm. immediately immediately confessed and God immediately restored him. And so I think that that's the man after God's own heart, the man that wants right. to please his father, that, that responds to, Oh, this is, I have sinned against you. Yeah. I, you know, if, what if the older son had said, gosh, dad, you're heartbroken mm-hmm. that your son left. And, I'm so thrilled he's back. Let's celebrate. What right. a different heart than mm-hmm. man. I deserve this and you didn't. So I just, um, our, our life in Christ is not a um, list mm-hmm. of do's and don'ts. And it is not up to mm. us at all. Our, like those branches that abide in that vine right. are doing no work. None, zero, zip. Their whole job is to stay mm-hmm. connected and for him to flow through them. And so obedience begins with staying connected and letting him 
flow through us and do the work and grow us. And then the fruit comes as a result of his work mm. in and through us. Wow. Well, that's it in a nutshell. I think that's like, that's like the mic drop. <laughs> I think we should leave it there because, I mean, we can talk. This is such a big topic. We could talk forever. But wow, you have unpacked mm-hmm. it and given us some really important nutshells to chew on, to meditate on. And I'm praying that people will do this. And I'm praying, Leslie, in this, that people will see obedience as a, as the good thing that God has for us. It is such a good Mm -hmm. thing. It does make our life go well and we will benefit Mm -hmm. from it. And it also strikes me as we're closing up that talking about the prodigal son story and just for people out there, we're talking about men and women when we talk about men and sons. Yeah. um, Right. That's where we're at right now. We've got a, a lot of prodigals, whether they're the, the, I deserve this thing, or I'm running as far mm-hmm. away from God as I can, mm-hmm. can. And so, mm-hmm. wow, we need mm-hmm. that heart of obedience more than ever to heal our land, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Could you pray yeah. for us as we close up? I sure, I would love to. Oh, Jesus, um, thank you that you're our Heavenly Father uh, looking for us when we're far, far away with your arms wide open, hoping, hoping that we will run to you, that you can give us everything you have. Um, Jesus, I just pray for folks listening today that um, they might settle down with you, run to you, connect with you hang out with you, that you might um, cleanse, restore, redeem whatever good work you want to do in the lives of the people that you love so much. Um, Thanks for this time. Thank you for Angel and her ministry. And thank you, Jesus, for your love. We pray in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks again for joining us today. I hope you were encouraged that obedience is not a bad word. In fact, it brings joy. It brings life and life abundant. And I pray that you take some time to delve into scripture yourself about what the word says about obedience. Start with the prodigal son story. It's a great story. And look at it like Leslie was talking about, not just from the son that ran away, but the one that stayed and still his heart was far from God. And actually we'll probably be unpacking that story later on this month because it has had a profound effect on me. And I'd love to share that with you guys. But until then, have a great week. We're gonna kind of land the plane, so to speak, on the spiritual fitness series next week. And we got some special guests that you're gonna get really motivated and inspired by. So uh, look forward to it and please like and share this podcast. If it means something to you, if it has some impact, share it so that more people can hear. Have a great week. And until then, God bless. This is Angel H. Davis signing off.